This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Starting things out with your calls, we go across the pond to the U.K. and Ziggy on the amp line. Hello, Ziggy. Hi, guys. Hey, right, I have some brilliant news tonight. Right. What's that? Gavin Webb, who occasionally rings into you, has been selected as a parliamentary candidate. He has got further than any other libertarian has got in this country. Wow, that's pretty cool. So that means he's going to possibly be available to possibly be elected to a member of parliament? No, he, he, he's going to be the Liberal Democrat uh, candidate for East Staffordshire constituency. Um, it's Unfortunately, it is an un- it's a fairly unwinnable seat, but... It does mean that he'll get far greater media coverage, and we're already organizing that for him. Well, and that's what um, it's all about. I mean, it's from yeah, my it's understanding. The message out there. Right. It's about getting a, a real, pure, or as pure as possible, pro-liberty yeah. message out to the people so they can understand, so they can come to the necessary paradigm shift they need to, to get to in their minds to embrace the non-aggression axiom. Yeah, that's right. See how free talk live. See how free free talk live is even having effects uh, across the Atlantic. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, I, I would say me and Gavin wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for free talk live. We are building um, bridges, crossing boundaries, bringing people together. It's awesome, Ziggy. What else you got I, for can us? Can I just correct you on something? Yes, sure. Libertarianism here isn't isn't so much based on the non uh, aggression axiom. It's more based on Mill's harm principle. What's what is that? Um, which is if it doesn't harm you, then the government government sh- shouldn't prohibit. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, then, then that would say you could say that uh, you know uh, that, that there's all kinds of things that could harm you. I mean, you mean the actions of another person or inanimate objects? Well, basically, it, it stems from an essay by John Stuart Mill called "On Liberty," where he argued that, for instance, dr- uh, drinking, drug taking, and, and prostitution should not be um, prohibited by the government because it doesn't harm a, uh, any other person than those who consent to doing it. Okay, fair enough. That that makes sense. I appreciate it. Zig, thanks for the call as always, man. 800-259-9231. Speaking of things that some some believe are harmful, we'll talk about drugs, because I mentioned we were going to talk about ecstasy last night. We never got to the story. Here is the story from Brisbane Times in Australia. Young Queenslanders would be safer if they swore off binge drinking and instead consumed a small amount of ecstasy, a prominent researcher at Queensland's Alcohol and Drug Research Center says. In the wake of new data which shows more young Queenslanders are switching to ecstasy following the Rudd government's 70% tax hike on Alcapops. Wow. Alcapops, I guess that's the frozen alcohol treats or something like that? I think that those would probably be the uh, like the, the Smirnoff Ices, the uh, you know Bartles and James wine coolers, those kind of things. Well, there's a, apparently 70% tax hike on those, so people have decided to find a different drug as a result of that. And according to the professor over there, they said that ecstasy was actually a lesser evil than binge drinking. However, the statement brought a stinging rebuke from another researcher who cited the 1995 death of a Sydney schoolgirl, Anna Wood, after she took an ecstasy pill at a dance party. Now, he's managed to find one death 13 <laughs> years ago due to... Uh, due, due to uh, what was allegedly Indian, ecstasy. Right, what was allegedly ecstasy, um, as opposed to, I don't know... 
all the deaths that are ca- caused by alcohol poisoning. Oh my gosh. You just don't hear about every them. single year. And when it comes to binge drinking, um, and, and I'm not saying that I, I think that either of these are a great option. Here's what I think. I think that a parents should, uh, you know, talk to their kids about alcohol, talk to their kids about drugs. And, you know, come to some kind of reasonable understanding with them. As far as I'm concerned, alcohol is a very real part of life. Uh, it, it, 90% of uh, people in America, I don't know what the rest of the world is like, but 90-something percent of people in America drink alcohol. I yeah. think that means that kids need to be taught. They're taught by their parents how to balance, you know, how, how to handle their finances, how to drive a car, how to tie their shoes, how to handle every other portion of life. They're not, it's illegal to teach your kids about alcohol right. because they're not allowed to drink until they're 21. You learn from your friends in, in, many cases that's how i learned how to drink and of course disturbing it resulted in some really bad consequences for me because i didn't really understand until my late 20s what the appropriate way to consume alcohol was i had a a period of in my teenage years where i drank fairly heavily and i I had a a major issue with it so i gave it up for a few years picked it up again had more another major issue with it Put it down, stop drinking for several more years, and now I understand how to drink responsibly. But it was only because Julia taught me how. My girlfriend, I never, I never really learned it on my own, and my parents certainly didn't tell me jack about it. So I agree with you completely. They on probably that. weren't, didn't want to risk, uh, you know, either they, it's one of those things that touchy things the parents don't want to, to get um, close to their kids about when it comes to like sex and. You know, drugs and alcohol; these are tough subjects. Well, think about they thought that they would, you know, would have some trouble from the authorities. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm trying to imagine what a, what a, what a parent might think if there have if you have that conversation with your kids about alcohol and you say, well, there's a way to drink alcohol that's safe, and then there's dangerous ways to consume alcohol, and we recommend you do it safely. Well, the kid could come back and say, well, can I try it here? Because I'd like to try. I'd like to give it a try. Well, no, we can't. We can't allow you to do that because we might get in trouble. We don't want to get in trouble. And, of course, if everybody keeps, keeps their mouth shut, then no one will get in trouble. But the parents might be worried you'd go to school or the kid will go to school and start blabbing to his friends. So it's a very realistic concern uh, for a parent to be worried about getting into possibly having their child taken away from them or charges of contributing to contributing to the delinquency of a minor right. as a result of doing that. But... I mean, I, I I heard all kinds of stories about uh, you know the the cool mom out there that was uh, would would drink with the kids and that kind of thing, and I'm yeah. sure that there's more times than not those uh, people get caught at some point. It's true, but all that aside, it would certainly make sense for parents to allow their kids to imbibe safe uh, safely under their watch, under their roof. There's no better way I don't I don't think to go about doing it. It's the best way to assure that your Kids know what they're doing when it comes to alcohol. If you want to leave them in the dark, then good luck. It seems it seems logical to me. Well, anyway, here's a little bit more about the story here. Professor uh, Professor Najman, who's a Ph.D. in social epidemiology and a bachelor's degree in medical sociology, said ecstasy was relatively benign if taken in small quantities. He said, when young people switch from a substantial amount of alcohol to a small amount of ecstasy, I don't think that's a bad trade at all. It's not likely that one pill on a Saturday night poses the same dangers as frequent binge drinking. Illicit drug use is associated with around 1,000 deaths per year in Australia. However, Professor, uh, Professor Najman said ecstasy was actually cheaper and safer for young people than excessive amounts of alcohol. Now, let's put a qualifier in here, and, and it also goes back to the earlier claim about the young lady that died after she allegedly took an ecstasy pill at a dance party. Ecstasy, MDMA, the actual chemical that 
ecstasy is kind of the street slang for MDMA. But ecstasy can mean anything that's represented as MDMA on the black market, and that could be a whole variety of things. There, uh, when you go and you buy a pill at a dance party, as they're suggesting, or a rave or whatever, if you don't know the person you're getting it from, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. You could be getting MDMA. You could be getting what they call a bean, which is, uh, sometimes has MDMA in it, but is also mixed with various other different narcotic substances. You don't know what they are. And you could be getting something that's just not even MDMA at all. It's just being purported and passed off as MDMA in order to separate you from $20 a pill. And then the dealer goes laughing to the bank because he's just sold you dextromethorphan hydrobromide, uh, cough medicine, basically, instead of MDMA. So there are a variety of different things that can happen in the black market. And just because somebody says they took an ecstasy pill doesn't mean that they actually took an ecstasy pill. So this young lady may not have actually died because of MDMA. In fact, it'd be relatively difficult uh, to, to die if you were just taking a pill or two or whatever of, well, of MDMA. What, what happens is, is kind like of uh, indirect uh, results, I've heard, and it, it makes some sense to me, is that they'll, uh, they'll take the pills and then they're, 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 they're not as in tune with their body as they were normally. Dehydrate. Um, things, yeah, they, they'll dehydrate from dancing too much and you know, not consuming the water and right. that kind of thing. Yes, that's and the number also, one reason why. A lot of them will drink, you know, the, the water is very popular at those parties, and mm-hmm. some of them will drink too much and get that, whatever it's called when you drink too much water. Super, super hydration? I don't it, know what it is. It's, yeah, it's something like that, and it happens to marathon runners, too. Uh, so, so you have to be very careful when you hear about these stories to understand that we are dealing with a black market product, and as a result, there are impurities. And they don't tell you those things. When somebody is, is chalked up as being a death related to ecstasy, you don't know if it was impure. And secondly, you don't know if they actually died because of dehydration, if they just happen to say, well, they were at a rave, and we found some traces of a chemical in their body, so therefore it must have been a chemical. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And see what it's all about. And ladies, if you want to be added to the Shrine, you're certainly welcome to submit your validated picture. All the details are there at shrine.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI as we continue here. Uh, briefly with the story about ecstasy actually being, according to a few experts in Australia, ecstasy is safer than binge drinking. And according to the story here, Professor Najmin from, let's see, where is this from? The Alcohol and Drug Research Center in Queensland, Australia, says even drug-related problems, including psychotic episodes and violent behavior, are not seen with ecstasy as they are with amphetamines and alcohol. 
How many angry drunks have you seen in your life? Uh, quite a few. Yeah. Well, you just give enough alcohol to enough people, and you're going to find somebody who wants to fight somebody else. Yeah, pretty quick. Now, if you I gave... guess all you have to do is go to a go to a wedding reception, and sooner or later you're going to see go to wedding receptions. I guess yeah. it, it hasn't happened at most of the ones I've seen, but I you hear a lot of wedding reception stories. Sure. I guess. Talk to a wedding photographer, for instance. I'm sure they've seen their share of them. And uh, so you give. I, as a matter of fact. I used to work for a magazine down in Sarasota, and a posh magazine, very high end. Mm-hmm. All the things they do are, you know, very, very hoity-toity. And they had a a tango event, a tango event. Hmm. And sure enough, some folks came in. At I guess they got some free tickets, and they didn't uh, have to pay the twenty dollars a piece admission or something like that, okay. which would generally keep out the riffraff, right? Right. Uh-oh. One guy busts another guy in the nose. They came together, something over a girl, whatever. That's what it always is, right? Yeah. Now, if you give that it's same... It's a tango event. Right. If you gave that same crowd some doses of MDMA, which is, again, the drug in that, that they refer to as ecstasy, if you can really find the real deal MDMA, and you gave that to a bunch of people... Right. The worst thing I that would, would be... happen is one, one, one of the guys would have been massaging the other. I would have been, <laughs> I would have been a little disturbed by it, admittedly, but so what? <laughs> I would be blown away if someone could like get angry at another person. Person on ecstasy, they'd really have to try hard in order to do something like that because it, it has been called the love drug. Uh, it is an empath. I believe it's called an empathogen. It makes you feel empathy for your fellow man. It is. Uh, it's an amazing pr- product. Now, I don't recommend that young kids go out and get get a hold of it necessarily, but I have to say it's. It may be my favorite drug. I mean, I haven't used it in a long time. It's been a couple years since I've come across it, but it is really just. Fun stuff, and it's definitely better than binge drinking. I've been drunk, and I've been there, and man, a pill of a pill of MDMA, there's no there's no danger there. I'm sorry, sorry to to burst somebody's bubble out there if they're a a drug warrior, but the the whole claim that it puts holes in your brain, that's just scare tactics. Yeah, more that's just more the scare tactics crap. Yeah, I mean, you you can't even overdose on. Uh, like, even LSD, which is far more of a powerful drug than MDMA is, it's not possible to overdose on LSD. It's you can warp your mind. mind. Yeah. You, you, I mean, if you take I mean, a what bunch difference, of hits... What difference does it make if, uh, if, if you didn't overdose and die, if you're walking around in some kind of netherworld blathering yeah, to you, uh, people that aren't there? <laughs> you may be able to... I don't know if you can OD on MDMA. Maybe somebody out there that knows a little more about it can, uh, can clue us in on that. But if you're taking a pill of MDMA, a standard dose, 100 milligrams or whatever the amount, is there's there's very very little risk just make sure you do your research at arrowhead.org learn about it in advance learn about what you need to know about how hydrating yourself and making sure that you're well taken care of and of course set and setting are very important doing doing things like that in a, a place that's comfortable to you is always better than being somewhere strange and unusual there's some very basic things that uh, that need to be understood prior to taking something like this but then again how many people research alcohol before they go pour it down their throat yeah, I, I can't say that I, I'm altogether comfortable about discussing things like this on the air, but at the same time, um, I, I don't think people should hide from the truth. And I do think that uh, if, if somebody is going to do this stuff, and I'm not saying I encourage them, I, I've done drugs in my time, I encourage people not to do them. However... If you are going to do it, go to arrowhead.org, read it. This Listening to this show, not considered research. No, no, definitely not. Professor Najman's comments drew scorn from the University of Adelaide. One of their students uh, said that ecstasy was often laced with potentially lethal substances such as 
horse tranquilizer, ketamine, morphine, anti-anxiety medication, and a substance All used they're to doing treat there cognitive. is arguing against the, the, the drug war. Yeah, well, that's it's the, the fact black market. That, the fact is the drug war did that, not, uh, you know, I mean, sure, it's dangerous, but it's dangerous because of the drug war. Exactly. Uh, she said that MDMA, ecstasy's major chemical component, increased body temperature by up to five degrees. She said when taken at hot nightclubs or rave parties, the heightened effects could lead to severe brain damage or death. So again, that's more of a de- that's more of an issue with people not knowing what they're doing and not preparing themselves and not having the the adequate facilities around like water in order to deal with that. It's just a general good idea, whatever drug it is you're taking, to remain hydrated. Whatever it is. If it's alcohol or ecstasy or whatever. If you drink too much and you don't have any water to, to follow it up, you're gonna have a you might have a headache in the morning. You might have a tough time. A terrible one. So drink too much and you know, you could just die. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a uh, generally a good idea. She said it was crucial that people were made more aware of the grave dangers associated with the pills and not misguided by ridiculous information. If she uh, and if she said um, the, the you know if she admitted that there are grave dangers to the pill, um, she's admitting in in fact that people are taking. There's nothing that she can do about it, and all her little laws aren't fixing anything. Mm, it's true. In fact, Anna Wood, the the young lady they described earlier as allegedly dying from ecstasy, here's a little more about her. She died after taking ecstasy and dehydrated so badly that she drank water until her kidneys shut down and her brain swelled. She was found vomiting in a toilet, taken to a home and put to bed and eventually, before eventually being taken to the hospital the next morning and she never regained consciousness. Annabelle Cad, who's 20, died in February last year after going to a dance party, taking what she thought was ecstasy. It turned out instead to be the deadly drug PMA. Not familiar I've, with it. Yeah, I've never even heard of such a thing, but doesn't sound good to me. And once again, another indictment of the war on drugs and another story about how the black market is what is resulting in these people's deaths instead of a quality-controlled product coming from a laboratory environment, which is where these products should be made. When MDMA first hit the scene in America back when it was legal, it was being made in a much greater... There were prescriptions. There was a quality-controlled situation. So as soon as you put something like this into the black market, people start to die. Anecdotal evidence suggesting young Australians have now discovered the benefits of buying ecstasy pills in bulk has strengthened criticism of the Rudd government's Alcopop tax hike. Distilled Spirits Industry Council of Australia research manager said recent data made a mockery of the government's stated aim. The words abject failure would spring to mind, he said. So there you go. Ecstasy, according to at least a few experts, safer in low doses, of course, than binge drinking. Makes sense to me. That's been my experience. 800-259-9231. What do you think? How do you feel about all this? And what have your experiences been? We'd love to hear your thoughts. And you can also call in about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. Coming up, Ron Paul, people... Uh, well, the Secret Service had something. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. Enjoy them on us. 
Again, freetalklive.com, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. In fact, a torrent went up today. Every month, after an entire month of archives is completed, they are compiled all into one easy-to-download torrent, and you just grab it and go. There's, in in fact, an entire year's worth of the program right there on the front page of the site in torrent form for your convenience. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy on us. On the go? Want to read all the bestsellers on your PC, laptop, or PDA? E-Chapter 1 has over 100,000 e-books for immediate download at low prices. Every category, bestsellers, business, religion, they've got them all. That's E as an easy, chapter O-N-E dot com, E-Chapter 1. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Michael in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Michael. Hey, good evening. How are you guys doing? Hey, Michael. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I, okay, I caught the, t- well, majority of what you're talking about with ecstasy, and I have to admit that, it was overall the drug issue that got me involved in the liberty movement. Excellent. And for me, I mean, I've been a big advocate about uh, the use of ecstasy. And many events I've been to, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of them, but they called them in some of the gay community circuit parties, where basically not only do you get thousands of men who gather these events in different places across the country and around the world where there is drug use involved, but because I'm gathering that because of not only the high number that you don't ever see hardly any of these men being arrested, because I'll tell you, a lot of them are already rolling on ecstasy, as they call it. Mm-hmm. But also, the people who organize this, they make every kind of precaution to make sure the people who participate are doing it intelligently. Because just like with anything, I don't care if it's alcohol or ecstasy or any other drugs out there, there are precautions that should be taken. Absolutely. And they make sure that people are partying, but they're partying least safely. So, I mean, these have been the biggest demonstration that you don't need to have these arbitrary laws making people criminal for simple usage just to make sure people are practiced, are, are you know, being able to uh, have a good time without harming anybody or, or making sure they're not harming themselves. Now, I, I, I hear what you're saying about the circuit parties being a, a great example. Now, I'm, I'm kind of curious. What the hell is a circuit party? I mean, it, <laughs> Okay, let, yeah, I should probably – I'm using terminology. Okay, you guys are raves, right? I, I've, I've certainly I've heard been of them. To, I've, I, I am aware of raves, yes. Yeah, you are aware of raves. Okay, basically, these are these large parties that usually have thousands of people there. And generally here in different cities like uh, Miami Beach, Florida, South Beach, Palm Springs, California – New York, other places around the world. And generally what these parties do is they help raise money for community organizations like HIV and AIDS, for uh, for gay rights organizations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times there will be three-day events. They'll have all these big-name uh, DJs playing music. And, and, yes, we do have some people that, I'm sorry to say, they do get in excess. They go overboard with the drugs, which is sad. But it's not that the people are in it. don't try to educate people on you know, about, you know, what's involved, what these drugs do to you. Some dealers, they don't care. They're going to give you the crack or smack, whatever whatever the hell. Sure. Well, and just because somebody goes overboard is not a justification uh, for controlling the behavior of everybody else that might be a responsible user. No, you're absolutely right. I, I totally agree with that. But but it's not that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, and, I, and I'm trying to, because I've gone overboard too. Okay, I admit that. But I didn't need any government intervention to tell me when I needed to, you know, slow myself down. And right, a five-year stint in prison. That's uh, one what, thing I'm looking forward to when I go to Chicago. Yeah, a five-year stint in prison would not have helped your situation after you went overboard. Just a little recovery time and getting nope. your senses together uh, was all you needed. Not at all. Not at all. I totally agree with that. 
uh, arbitrary prison terms, these mandatory minimums, that's not going to help people at all if they have a serious problem with it. Because you can have a problem with alcohol. You can have a problem with smoking or overeating or gambling. So let me see if I understood your description correctly of the circuit party. It's essentially a gay rave or a rave targeted toward the gay community that is uh, in some, some way sometimes benefiting a local charity? Right. Sometimes there'll be like local charities that they'll benefit or, you know, just for or just people in general, like HIV AIDS. I know of one group that every year they would actually uh, collect toys. And I think it was one event in uh, Texas, I believe, you know, so and so they provide charitable work, uh, be a chance for uh, people to get together, have a great time. And at the same time, if uh, somebody likes to partake in uh any kind of like like to call it disco pharmaceuticals. I mean, it was an ideal place for it. <laughs> disco pharmaceuticals. That's good stuff. Do you feel like uh, that that there's some sort of conspiracy uh, behind the war on drugs? In that there may be a certain group of people out there that are deathly afraid of people getting their hands on perhaps, shall we say, mind expanding or altering chemicals that may put them into an altered state where they may come to certain realizations that the people in the halls of power would rather they not come to. I sort of believe that conspiracy. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? I think so, too. And In fact, uh, now that you've kind of hit on a subject kind of close to home for me, Ian, it seems like the whole idea of mind expansion, that goes back to like even the pre-Christian times, where they use people, these shamans and these other people, use mind-expanding substances. But mm-hmm. then, with the rise of the Christian Church, that became a big fear of magic, because people were taught, you know, you're you're too unholy to go anywhere near magic. I mean, that's just of the devil right there, yeah. is what they would tell people. But it was nothing like that at all. Yeah, and just so, drink. In a uh, way, just... and I kind of felt like I myself, when I've been on ecstasy, that I've had some real, myself, my own kind of spiritual experiences. But again, it's just the whole thing of people wanting to have absolute control, whether it's church or state, and the whole fear-mongering that just goes on with the with the whole drug scene. I mean, I appreciate the, the one guy that calls every, every once in a while from Montana, um, the uh, the advocate for hemp. Mm-hmm. Can't Dave. think of his name off the top of my head. Dave, I think. Yep. You know, I'm totally in favor of everything he says, I, but I mean, I go further than that. If a person, you know, whatever something they want to fill their body with, ecstasy, meth, uh, crystal methamphetamine, marijuana, it's their own choice. They should be able to live the life as they want as long as they're harming anybody else. I'm with you. I thank you for the call tonight. Certainly appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You know, I was thinking about the the, 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 the big fear stated if you uh, legalize drugs is that they'll have uh, crack vending machines on the corners with, mm. the, with the pipes chained to them so that people can smoke <laughs> them right there. Right there. <laughs> and, I, you know, I was thinking about that. Crack's a dangerous drug. can kill you, right? Yeah, you can have a heart attack. Wouldn't sure. crack dealer vendors, I, I shouldn't say dealers because that's kind of what we have now, but people, you know, the, the drug stores, the places that would sell crack and, the, you know, the, the fictitious future that we're talking about mm-hmm. here, um, wouldn't they have in their to their minds, uh, you know, it would be very important to them to keep their customers alive? Yeah, you want them to come back and buy more. And you don't want other people to see them um, looking like crackheads and, you know, dying in the streets and all that other stuff because that's, a, point, that's yeah. a really terrible bad PR. Yeah, bad, uh, terrible example for your uh, drug. So I think that uh, what you'd find is, I don't know, the, the manufacturers taking efforts so that people use crack responsibly. 
Possibly. It's certainly more likely that the manufacturers in a legitimate marketplace would do something like that as opposed to crack dealers of uh, your local town. Yeah. So certainly consi- uh, worth considering. Let's continue and talk to Milton listening in Second Life. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Milton. Milton, hey you're on the air. Uh, What's on your mind? Comments and one question. Yes, sir. You hear me? Yeah, we got you. Uh, one, Ian, I have to salute you. You've got a lot of battles to say that on the air. I hope you don't collect any grief for it. Well, you know, I speak my mind as I, I feel, and I say what I, I feel like I should say, So, I, and that's how it's always been, you know. Uh, Two, I have no personal experience, so take what I say with a grain of salt. Okay. But commenting from theory only, um, MDMA is an amphetamine, and so there is definitely potential for overdose. Okay, yeah, it's probably uh, true. Uh, uh, by the way, that um, website you mentioned, I'm just curious about it, and it's not to be found at the address you gave. Arrowid? Arrowid. E-R-O-W-I-D dot org. That's the worst thing about the uh, th- th- that particular Spell site. Spell again, please. E, as in ecstasy. R, oh. as in Roger. O, as in oh yeah. Uh, W-I-D. R, wait a minute. E-R-O-W-I-D. W-I-D. Did you get that? Got that. Arrowid dot org. Not com or those other ones. It's arrowid dot org. Fast. Just huge amounts of information about narcotic substances, uh, even prescription drugs and things like that you'll find there. In fact, I know you had a question. Hang on. We'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? Then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is that you buy, there are 41-plus categories to shop in, even used items. Load up your cart. Feel good because you're getting a great deal. You're getting free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. And Free Talk Live is getting a percentage if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go back to Milton, listening in Second Life at the... Is it still called the Gimme Liberty Bar? Did y'all change the name? It's actually the Liberty Pub now. The Liberty Pub, where people can gather in this alternate uh, alternate Second Life universe online. You can go to SecondLife.com to download the software and then search for the Liberty Pub when you get in there. And you'll find Milton and I guess a handful of other people, right? Hope so. Very Thanks cool. for the plug. Yeah. <laughs> My only other uh, comment was to express a note of skepticism about that particular variation of that conspiracy theory. Now, there are other variations involving, say, a profit incentive, if we assume these people are actually the ones doing the dealing, that I'm not as skeptical about. But the reason I'm skeptical about that particular variation is simply that there are much, much more effective nootropics available legally in any health food store. You're talking about the theory that I suggested earlier that uh, that there are certain uh, certain elements in the government and in the realm of the elite that would prefer that people stay angry and drunk rather than uh, possibly take some sort of psychedelic uh, substance and p- perhaps enlighten themselves in certain yeah. ways. You're saying yeah, that there are, are substances that would do that in a health food store? There are much better cognitive enhancers in a health food store, yes. I don't seriously think anybody's going to take LSD and suddenly get insight into the Constitution. Uh, (laughs) However, you know, 
You take some toline, you might. What does that mean? I've never, heard, I've never heard any of this stuff. Spell that toline. Toline, C H O. It's a it's pretty common stuff. Uh, C H O L I N E. It's a precursor to acetylcholine. It's one of the neurotransmitters in the brain. C-H-O-L. It's probably the best established cognitive enhancer in the nutritional realm. Is that going to make me see visions, though? Is it psychedelic? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's, well, that's what I'm talking on. about. But legitimate cognitive enhancement, I think. I see. You're talking. You're good. talking about increasing your brain capacity, or, or making it so brain you can take a, take a test better, or something. I'm talking about the realm of uh, the, the psychedelic experience, wherein you may come to certain conclusions that you may not otherwise be able to come uh, come to in your normal sort of sane world. I guess your normal reality. You could be right. It's just a theory. I thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate it, Milton. 800-259-9231. It is a, uh, an interesting world and one that's very, very powerful, so it should be taken very carefully. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Anything goes. We go to Josh in Colorado. He's gone. We go to John in New Hampshire. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John. Okay, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, I should mention, other, other folks have mentioned this occasionally. Uh, I might, just because I'm a regular caller, people might not realize that I'm sometimes uh, nervous on the phone just like anybody else. Me too. Are the same way. So if I stumble occasionally, um, <laughs> know that that's true for all of us. And yep. Don't be afraid to be afraid. There yeah, calling Free Talk Live is like getting your own little high that you don't ever have to worry about. <laughs> it's yeah, true. It's good. <laughs> of course, you can look like a jerk, but that's about it. Yeah, well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows how that will work out for, uh, on, the, uh, on any given day. Hey, most folks out there listening know that New Hampshire is generally a low-crime state. And uh, unfortunately, there's been a rash of crimes in the parks of the largest city in New Hampshire. That, that would be... Uh, that would be Manchester. Manchester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What's going There's on? People in the parks it, dressed in these weird uniforms robbing mm-hmm. people of like $50 and attempting to rob them of $50. Really? And one of the free staters decided to do something about this. And he's a nonviolent activist, and he likes to do protests. As it turns out, the gangs that have been patrolling these parks and trying to rip people off of $50, they got a little curfew. They, they call it like the blue light gang or better known as the police, the police yeah. uh, the, the government people, they've set up a little curfew, and that's kind of weird because I'm thinking we're moving towards a police state in this country, and I know that we do roadblocks and we've got cameras on the streets and that kind of stuff. Well, doesn't curfew sound like the type of thing that they do in Iraq? Yeah, it's pretty outrageous. I mean, if it's public property then people should be able to access and I mean we're not talking about a building or something that needs to be staffed here we're talking about a park an open plot of land yeah where people need to go to relax um I have to tell you there's there's a there's a uh, guy named Biker Bill on YouTube mm-hmm. he's another free stater Biker Bill has a, has a uh, has a YouTube video of this event that's up yeah I saw uh, it today Dave, it was actually Dave pretty Ridley, who everybody who listens to this show regularly is aware of did the protest. Right. Um, he did litter pickup. Um, the, the Manchester Union leader, which is the, the state's most supposedly influential you know, paper, did you know, some pre-publicity on it. And people were outraged. Did he you read some arrested. of those? John, did you read some of those comments on the article about Dave Ridley doing this uh, protest this morning? The, the I, comments. Generally, I generally don't read or make comments on YouTube things. Maybe I should. 
but I just don't have all that much time to, you know, go. People in were outraged by the fact that Dave was going to go into the park at 6 a.m. this morning and purposely, pick up trash. yeah, and pick up trash. But also, he would be breaking the uh, the rules about the uh, the park curfew and could have faced arrest. <laughs> and they were so upset that he would go and do something like Sick that. Weirdos. And sure enough, the police did not show up. So obviously, it's not a zero tolerance policy like their chief of police has been saying that it is. They clearly are being selective with their enforcement and no one was the police didn't even come up and talk to them they drove by a few times but that was well, about all, it all morning long they're driving by they always do there's plenty of cops in that city now yeah. the, the thing is the people that are making comments like that there's a guy at work who recently told me because i don't follow national politics anymore he said you know john i, I don't know if i want to even talk to you we used to talk current events and now we can't and i said well we can still talk ideas he was telling me about a speech by Giuliani where he kind of snared at community activists because I guess what he's trying to do is say Obama has no you know, credentials because he was a community activist. And this guy said to me, isn't that kind of what you guys are doing up there in New Hampshire? Because I'm still working down in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, I don't know if it's exactly the same thing. But, yeah, don't they always encourage you to participate in the system and be active and, and have your voice heard and, and do this? Well, this and is- as soon as you do... You've, and I said, you know, maybe these Republicans, uh, and I'm not Republican or Democrat, by the way. This guy happens to be, you know, pretty solidly Democrat. But I said, you know, maybe these Republicans think you're not patriotic unless you're willing to crack down on your neighbors and bash them. I don't know, but I would tell you this, John. The people that are complaining, a lot of the people that were complaining about what Dave was doing were saying that he needs to be part of the system because what he was doing was just breaking the law and the, you know, the law and order types out there that's very offensive to them. They believe that being part of the system means that you should go to your city council meetings and lobby and beg them to repeal the law. And if, if that I doesn't work, you should you run in? a campaign. If I can interrupt you, yes, I'll need to tell you. This, this gentleman, who I don't get to see very often, uh, and I have all the stuff in my head from the past year and whatever, I only see him once in a while, and the quickest way to do it, because you're a great communicator, I was able to say, you know, my friend Ian Bernard put the guy at Free Talk Live, and he said, well, I don't know if I like him or not. I said, well, let me just tell you what he says and explain it this way, because they're, they're good little snippets, you're a good communicator. And after about, like, 15, 20 minutes, he was like, oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. I said, you know, I... I I communicate in some ways that are good. You do in another way. We all learn from each other. Yeah, I don't know if I'm this the guy, best or This anyway. guy we were hanging out, and after an hour, he says, I'm going home, and I'm going on the Internet and tell you, you know, start to look up some stuff. Who knows? We, we may be working on another uh, uh, another. Uh, so-called mass hole who's going to change and come Very good, right John. I thank you, sir, as always. The toll-free I, number, I yes, sir, 800-259-9231. I don't know. Nice to see the I, show have an effect. I appreciate the, the compliment. I, I, I think, obviously, I have a lot, to work, a lot of work to do on my communication skills. Everybody can always get better from what, whatever point they're at. Always so. area to grow. Um, and by the way, I, I, you know, I haven't mentioned this on the air yet, Mark, but mm-hmm. he, he called me by my old last name. And I have chosen a new name for myself. This is ridiculous. I am now... It's not ridiculous. (laughs) I am now going by Ian Freeman, my new last name, my new uh, more appropriate name. It's more appropriate to who I am today and who I would like to be as opposed to who I was. It's proof, kids, that drugs do, in fact, ruin your mind. Here you are fighting the government over being able to keep a moldy couch in your backyard and changing your name (laughs) and changing your name with no no legal documentation at all. I don't ask permission from government bureaucrats to do things, Mark. (laughs) 
My name's now Lollipop Puffin Stuff. If I wanted it to be that, it could certainly be that, but I'm fine with my first name. I've no no objection to that. I just figured I'd leave my past behind and embrace my future as uh, someone who wants to be and who is a free man. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Nothing personal against my parents or anything like that. It's just a name, right? You can bring up anything. Hour 2 is coming up, and... Take control of the airwaves. That's what the show's all about. What about the Ron Paul activists? What happened with the Secret Service stealing things from them? We'll tell you about it coming up in Hour 2 on Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And again, that is freetalklive.com. Back to your calls. Uh, still to come, though, we've got to tell you about what happened to the Ron Paul activists this past week. Uh, in the St. Paul area, I guess around the Republican National Convention, apparently they were confronted by the Secret Service. We'll tell you what that's all about here in a bit. But first, your calls. Puke is on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Puke. On the amp line. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? I'm going to change my name to Max Power. I got it off of a blender. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Where, where's your uh, uh, rim shot there? Oh, um, I didn't have but, it ready. Sorry. Uh, but the the whole name thing, it's kind of interesting. You know, Mark's, Mark's jabbing you there. But, uh, you know, what's in a name? Um, when you first came up with this thing on the forums, Ian, I was thinking, you know, you're not even uh, – most people aren't even born when somebody else gives them their name. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't even really have anything to do with the person themselves. I mean, of course, the, the family, it sort of has some meaning because it's from your family. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like myself, I have – Obviously, Puke is not my actual, you know, uh, birth name. Correct. But uh, I chose it for myself because I thought it was uh, original and humorous, and I just, you know, I use it around. It uh, is original. There are no other no pukes. No one else uses it. So. Right. There is no other puke, at least here in uh, in the Keene area of New Hampshire. Right. Not that I know of, but, uh, you know, so, I mean, uh, it, I find it interesting, you know, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but you always hear, like, Native Americans, how, like, they... Uh, you know, they'll do a trial or something like that, and then, uh, you know, they get their name, like, you know, Dances with Wolves or something in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, why Why don't uh, – I wonder why, like, the uh, the English or European-descended people don't do that. Uh, I find that interesting. You know, why don't it's you just choose true. You know, a name it's more familial, you know. you become of age? 
familial and different traditions for different cultures and things like that. I, I think that uh, in choosing one's own name, like Ian is uh, skirting the line here of uh, just picking something gay. Um, you know, they, <laughs> what? Well, you can. Like, what are you getting at? If I came back tomorrow and said my name is uh, the Dark Revenger, everybody must must refer to me as His Highness the Dark Revenger. Okay. I know this like, one guy that called himself Manwich for several years. So look, I, mean, <laughs> I have very good reasons, okay? <laughs> the fact is, I was selling radio in a relatively small marketplace. I didn't want my clients listening to my political opinions and, and the body humor that was going on in the show mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, in, in any way, you know, if, if it affecting my sales or anything like that. Plus the fact that, hell, I had a hell, felony conviction I was trying to, uh, you know, keep people from poking around into. Any okay, other I, I'll, I'll accept that. But uh, you know, I do find it interesting though that I don't I don't know how much uh, credence I'd, I'd give to the whole uh, you know the, the capital letters thing and the government owning yeah. you. But I mean, it, it is very interesting when you sit down and think about it. How you know you have to go ask permission from them to change it, and I, I don't know how much of that is just so that you know because the government controls everything, other people won't say that's not your real name, and you can say yes, it is. I've had it changed through the government, but. Uh, you know, why do you have to ask permission from them? Why can't there be, yeah. say, a right. business that approves, yes, this is this guy's name now? Well, All that's right. exactly, it's a good this. question. Consistency, and, that's the reason. People well, want to know the who, with whom they're dealing. And if you could change your name all the time, uh, you know, then the crooks would. And that's kind but of then the, they won't have the... Reputa- they won't have reputation. And if they, you don't know who you're dealing with, then you should treat people accordingly. Uh, the, yeah, I'm with you there, Puke, because... Uh, if you are a sovereign individual and if the people really did create the government, then you don't need to ask the government's permission in order to change your name. So essentially you are uh, – I'm changing my go-by name, my my standard name. I don't know what to, to officially call it. Uh, but then there's the legal name that the government has assigned to you, and you have to beg for their permission in order to change that. I see no reason to do that. I don't like to ask bureaucrats for permission. The bank accounts are already in my old name. The bills are in my old name. So there's no point in – in going through all that, I can still utilize the government legal name as I would like to, to utilize it. But as far as how I refer to myself, how I think of myself, and how I you know, would prefer to be referred to, uh, Ian Freeman would, would be the way to go on that. And I'm glad you brought up the, the whole corporate person sort of conspiracy theory, I guess. Uh, it, it's yeah, fascinating. Well, yes. In a way, it's, the, it's, it's similar to the government assigns you a number as well. Mm-hmm. You know, with your social security before you're, you know, or at least hours after you're born sometimes. And, and it, it feels sort of the same way when you think about it. Yeah, and there's a lot Someone of Someone inform- has assigned something to you that is stuck with you your entire life. I've posted some information about this whole idea over on the Freekeen forum at, at forum.freekeen.com about this, this corporate person concept. And I don't know if it's true. I have no idea. But I find it fascinating, and we are going to have some people here in the Keene area and maybe other, uh, elsewhere in New Hampshire that are going to be experimenting with this idea and testing it out to see how valid it is. It may be just total hokum, uh, but if it does have some level of truth to it, allow me to explain for those that are new to the idea. And the basic concept is people uh, – you've got the creator, if you believe in a god or whatever, the universe, whatever it is that – you know created man, and then uh, there's man, and then man created government. I mean, no one can deny that man created government, right? Whether or not you believe in a god or all that, nobody can deny that man created government. Governments obviously didn't come first. So government is subservient to sovereign man. And so, therefore, governments, since they're a creation, since they're a thing, since they're a fiction, 
governments cannot interact with the 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 men that created it. It's just they're sub, it's subservient to those men, and so it essentially created its own subset of things, which are corporate, which are persons, which are essentially corporations. And the people that proffer this theory will suggest that you can identify when the government's referring to the corporate person because they refer to it in all capital letters, as you might see on a, for instance, a birth certificate or a driver's license or many, many, many legal documents out there. And that's supposed to be a subtle indicator that in, instead of actually referring to you, the flesh and blood human being, they're actually referring to a, a thing, a, a concept, a corporate person that was designed to be something that the government could interact with. And essentially what they, they claim is that people, by their default, don't know that there is this corporate person. And so when a judge says, are you so-and-so, or a cop says, are you so-and-so, and you say, yeah, I'm so-and-so, then that's you basically accepting that corporate personage for yourself and sort of joining yourself to it, basically. And so when they're taking action against you at that point, it feels like it's against you, and it, it certainly is. You're the one that's going to the prison cell. But in point of fact... They are only doing it because you identified yourself with this corporate fantasy entity that doesn't really exist. I hope that makes some level of sense. Yeah, well, it, you've explained it properly. I don't know if it makes sense. Yeah, it is. It is sort of sort of hard to uh, wrap your mind around. I mean, and then there there is also the factor that there's no real way to. Uh, uh, prove whether this is the case or not oh they'll never admit to it right so like you you can never get the government people to admit to it but we we will have ways of testing it i don't know if it'll be any sort of proof but for instance if you go to a courtroom and they call your name out for or they call the uh, the corporate name out you stand up and you say something like uh, i'm here on that matter and then they ask you are you so and so? And then you ask them. Some, then you come back and you bat them back a question, something to the effect of, "Are you asking me? Uh, are you trying to contract with me, or something like that?" And we're sort of, we're basically, the the suggestion is that whenever government is doing something, what seems to be to you, whether they're ticketing you or they're demanding your appearance or they're doing whatever it is, that they're essentially making an offer to you, even though it may sound mandatory, it's in in fact an offer, and you, as a sovereign person, uh, individual, have the right to refuse their offer. And so that's kind of the basic idea there. When the judge asks if you're so-and-so, you never admit to being so-and-so. You separate yourself from that corporate, that corporate identity and sort of deal with it at that point and ask a bunch of questions they don't want you to ask and things like that. So we'll, we'll be experimenting in this area to see if there is any validity to it. And I don't think anybody should be fooled for a moment. This does not mean you're going to avoid getting arrested. It doesn't mean you're going to avoid uh, having problems with the government. It's not a, I don't think it's any sort of magic formula or anything right. like that i, I don't expect like an interesting experiment yeah yeah i don't i don't expect anything wondrous to to occur here but it's a it's an intriguing realm and again it does have to do and i thank you Pete, for the call and the discussion it does have to do with the idea that people would say well this that's silly ian i mean it's capital letters it's just it's just the way things used to be done when they had uh, old typewriters or whatever and there may be some validity to that claim, but at the same time, we are dealing with the world of law. We're talking about legalese. It's a different language, and everything in the, the legal land is very, very specific, and it's done for a reason. Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And all the features include the wiki with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive it's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. You can easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers. Interknobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using code FTL at checkout. That's interknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com, and see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231, just to to continue discussing this whole uh, corporate person idea briefly, because somebody in the chat room, uh, Vampire Zim, suggesting that it's crazy talk, crazy talk. uh, Sounds like crazy talk. Well, you know, it does kind of sound a little bit crazy, and as I say, I don't know if it's true or not, but when you look at what the government does and how it operates, you know, it, it, it may be true. I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if it was true? What, if, it, if it actually turns out that this, these claims that the government actually acts on people who associate themselves with these corporate entities that are essentially the same name as theirs but all in capital letters like you see on your driver's license, if that's what the government's intending to interact with and you, separate your, and you can separate yourself from that and say, well, look, I'm not, that, I'm not that person. I'm a sovereign individual. I'm a human being or whatever. I'm not that person. And if you could actually successfully separate yourself and have them essentially have no effect on you anymore, then it'd be pretty crazy that that was actually true. It, would it really be weird. would be nuts. But look at like what Sam in Texas have, has experienced down there in his uh, travails in legal land, the court system, where he has been propositioned uh, over and over again by the government. He has had uh, paperwork shoved in front of him. They have tried over and over again to get to, uh, to get him to sign off on a trial. Sam got picked up, uh, got a, a ticket for speeding, and he decided to go to court with a video camera and challenge the the system and ask a bunch of questions they didn't want to hear. And you can go to uh, you can go to obscuretruth.com to see his excellent documentary, The Court of Public Relations, which shows some of the things that happened to him. But he pointed out in his trial that according to their own rules, the government's own rules, that the person who is there to allegedly put in a plea on a, on a, in a hearing or an arraignment has to understand the nature and cause of the uh, proceedings against him in order to successfully plea. And again, this is about this sort of the world where the government tells you certain things. It says, well, you, you can plea not guilty or you can plea no contest or you can plead guilty. But they don't tell you other things that are true. Just because the government says you can do A, B, or C doesn't mean that D, E, and F don't Aren't exist. Available. Right? So, of course, the government doesn't want to tell you about the other options. Of course, the government doesn't want to tell you about how you have a right to understand the nature and cause of the proceedings and all these other things. So what other things are they hiding? Well, as Sam continued to try to find out what the nature and cause of the proceedings were, the judge just decided to derail all that and, you know, railroad Sam into a trial. And so the judge said, well, I'm going to put in a a plea for not guilty and we'll schedule your trial for this. And Sam points out, look, it's not my trial. You're the one demanding it. It's it's your trial. And they came up to him with paperwork. They tried to get him to sign the paper. First, they wanted him to stand in line and wait to go and get the paperwork from the window of the clerk of court. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that. 
And so they actually later then brought the paperwork out to him. So standing in line obviously was not a requirement. They brought the paperwork out to him and asked or demanded that he sign it, and he didn't sign it. And then they tried getting, giving him paperwork the next time he came there, and he didn't sign it. And they had to keep rescheduling the hearing, so they kept doing it over and over again. So Sam's approach didn't defeat them. They kept coming at him, but they kept coming at him looking for his consent at some level. Well, yeah, at some level, to... that doesn't mean that the government's dealing, um, you know, only dealing with you as a corporate entity and not dealing with you as, as a, a real live individual. Um, just because there's consent involved doesn't mean that the rest of that hokum is true. Well, now, hold on a second. What we're talking about is the idea that they want you to consent to their governance. And they are allowed to control the things they create, right? So if the government creates a corporation, the government can abolish the corporation. The government can do whatever it wants. We're talking about all corporations here. We're talking about the, uh, the, the, the corporation of Walmart or the corporation known as your name or whatever. It's a government-created entity, so it has dominion over it. But it doesn't have dominion over you beyond the men with guns that are willing to hurt you. And so the, the whole idea is to put them in a position where they would have to show their true Colors and have to show their violent side in order to put you in a jail cell for doing things they don't want you to do. And, of course, if that's something you don't want to happen, then you shouldn't go down this road. If you don't want to possibly spend a few nights in jail over this, the whole freedom issue, your, yourself being a free, free man or woman, then don't go down this road. Don't go down and experiment with this stuff because there is no guarantee. There's no guarantee you're going to remain free because these are violent men and women, and they are willing to enact violence on you, and they are willing to put you in a jail cell. But if we don't have people that are willing to take those risks and take those chances, we're never really going to find out what the truth is. So luckily we do have people like that are willing to do it. And I hope this discussion has been somewhat enlightening as to what the whole idea is because it's it seems very complicated on its front but the basic idea is the government created these corporate entities to interact with you create joinder with them usually completely not knowing you're doing it by saying yeah i'm so and so and so the government then acts on you as the agent for the corporate entity fascinating stuff we continue here as uh, we talk to randy in missouri you're on free talk live with ian and mark hello randy yes how are you doing tonight what's on your mind randy well, this topic that you're talking about, uh, <clears throat> I've been a political scientist now for quite a while, mm -hmm. and uh, I've studied a lot of this uh, very issue from a guy called, who's no longer with us, by the way, but his name is Clyde Edward Powell, and uh, he, <clears throat> he was uh, very profound in this issue. And uh, let me, re if I could, let me just read you a, a short uh, paragraph out of my Missouri State Constitution. Sure. Okay, this is in the Bill of Rights. Okay, that all constitutional government is intended to promote the general welfare of the people, that all persons have a natural right to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and the enjoyment of the gains of their own industry. That right there is telling you that Every, every dime you make should be yours, and the government should leave it alone. I would agree. Sounds good to me. Okay. That all persons are created equal and are entitled to equal rights and opportunity under the law. That to give security to these things is the principal office of government, and that when government does not confer this security, it fails in its chief design. That's right out of the Missouri State Constitution. That's telling you right there that government 
has no power over you, that their prime purpose is only to secure your liberty for you. That you have to give them power over you, right? So if government no, has, has no, power... No, you don't have to relinquish any power. I'm not saying you have government. to, but if, if you, you, you may consent to allow them to rule over you oh, if you, you can, want to. but why would you? Well, a lot of people do it because they believe they have to, right? Well, and this is what we're talking because about. Because we've been dumbed down not to know what the law really is. Exactly. That's I don't know if you have more. If you want, hang on a people. second. We'll bring it back here. 800-259-9231. I don't know if he was building up to something. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It does seem to be about consent at some level, but then at another level, there are men with guns standing around that are willing to hurt you. So there's a lot of experimentation to go here. It's uncharted territory. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. Enjoy those on us, including the updates. Get signed up. We'll let you know whenever there's something fresh to announce about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Dot org. As we go back to your calls, Randy is on the line in Missouri. Randy, do you have any other thoughts for us tonight? I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get them out. Uh, yeah, I do. <clears throat> You're right. Um, when you go to court, which I choose not to, uh, and uh, you have that right not to, because those courts are actually not your court. Now, when they're, you say uh, you choose... No, when like you a s- military or, at best, admiralty courts. When you say uh, before you go on, Randy, when when you say you choose not to, um, I mean presuming they've given you a, a speeding ticket or something like that, exactly. they're going to expect you to show up. Do you send them something in advance that essentially sort of diffuses the entire situation? Well, you diffuse it right there on the spot by saying you wish not to contract with them at that point. You mean the the police officer? Yes. How has that worked out for you? Well, pretty good. Really? Now here's the thing. You're a private citizen, is that correct? I don't know what that means. Well, if you read if you read the law books, there's two forms of law. Okay, look in Black's Dictionary. Okay, that's the law dictionary that the attorneys use. Okay, okay. there are two forms of law. There's private law, which is international law, or your constitution. Uh, it's common law. Okay, I'm familiar that's with private that. Law. Now, you're a private citizen. I don't know. I just don't like the term citizen. I mean, it's my understanding that citizen connotates a uh, duty of allegiance in return for protection from from the government. No, that's not so. Okay. Well, I would prefer to just be considered a sovereign. Well, you are a sovereign. Okay. Okay. Um, A sentient citizen, you could say. You are a sovereign. If you're private, you're sovereign. Okay. Okay. Now, there's two forms of law. There's public law and there's private law. Private law is the real law. It's the Constitution. It's internationally understood and accepted. Okay? The public law is what they're uh, turning out tickets and fines and uh, uh, licenses and stuff for. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, and that's where your uh, name, uh, this 
all-cap letters and, and thing comes in, where um, they are claiming that you are a corporation. You're, so you're not really even a person, okay? A person is a, is a fictitious thing. It's, it's, it's not a real thing. You By are. their definition, I mean we're talking. You know, you have to understand. People that have to understand is there's a there are different definitions of person. I mean there's the there's the legalese definition and then there's a standard English definition. And right. in, in all their statutes, which are different from laws, statutes are not laws. Laws are like you know, like you say, common law, natural law. That's the correct. idea that statutes do not affect you and I. But they they affect persons, which are again this sort of uh, fake government creation. Right, these but corporations. I'm not a so I may. I'm a man. When it comes to the they cop create... pulling you over, I mean, they don't know this stuff. So no, they don't. How, how is it that you can dissuade them from, like, hurting you or arresting you? And what, what are your stories? Well, how do you, you approach said, it? As you said, you know, these are, these are people with guns. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are, there are really good policemen out there that want to do the right thing, and mm-hmm. they think they are doing the right thing, just like you want to do the right thing. So you go buy a hunting and fishing license and all this stuff. Okay. Well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but I we're understand. just not educated to know what the real law is. Right. But that's why people need to grab their state constitutions. They need to study these things. And the real law is written right there in black and white. All I've so read, I don't. Do when you stop, when you get okay. stopped by a policeman, uh, you respectfully inform him that uh, you don't have to show your papers, and. Uh, you wish not to contract with him when he wants to write you a ticket. And, you know, you're not being a smart aleck, but here's something you can also ask him. You can ask him to prove who he is. See, because he's the servant. Well, I, the master, he's the servant. I'm with you that, uh, you know, that, that, as far as I'm concerned, that the, uh, the the cop, if he if he asks you to show ID, then you should be able to ask him to show ID, too. Absolutely. And, and I agree with that entirely. Here's what I don't, um, about what you're saying, what I have a concern with is that um, the, the police officer, essentially you're saying, I don't wish to contract with you. You're saying that every police officer in America knows about this corporate no, identity thing. No, it, I've never said that. If you say, if you say that uh, I don't wish to contract with you, well, shut up. Here's your ticket. See, now, that's, that's the argument that everybody uses, so we all stay uh, fat, happy, and dumb. Okay. Because we're all afraid. We're afraid to uh, ask questions back to these people. And you've got to quit being afraid of your government. That is our problem. Is everybody's been taught to be afraid of government? Well, I don't. I don't consider them my government. I really would rather have nothing to do with them whatsoever. Well, me too. I don't like. I you know. I don't want. But I let's go with Mark's scenario, Randy. I mean, you sound like somebody's got some experience with this, and I love the idea of asking uh, not just the cops, but every bureaucrat questions. The whole idea of asking questions, it, from what I understand, puts you in the role of the master because it is the master who asks well, sure. questions. Let's and say the, you're going to go to court, okay? Let's say. Well, you let's let's stop there for one moment, life. Randy. Hang on. Before we go to court, let's let's go back to what Mark was saying. Okay. If you know, you suggested some things to to say, like I don't I don't want to contract with you, you know, and then ask another question about who he is well even before you get that far uh how do you know who this policeman is because he's got a badge and he's got a uniform and he's driving a car with lights on top you could ask for a business card i guess they're supposed to carry business cards well now see just like he wants to know who you are well who do i know who i'm giving my information to maybe you need to prove who you are now according to the constitution every constitution state constitution uh 
United States of America Constitution, each public servant takes an oath, an oath or affirmation, surety bonded, okay? And we haven't hold, held these, these servants' feet to the fire. That's where we've gone wrong. Your judge, if, if you chose to go to court, is your judge a true judge? Has he, uh, has has he, he been got bonded? a surety bond? Has he sworn an oath? In fact, we found out that down in Florida, it was actually Jack Thompson, the anti-video game uh, guy, the nut, nut job, that mm-hmm. actually did something pro-freedom. He actually found out that there's a bunch of judges down there that haven't even bothered to swear an oath, and they're sitting in courtrooms. So that's what you're it, talking about, right? Exactly. Now, and that's, see, so he's actually the one breaking the law. And you don't have to go to that court. If that judge is not a true judge, he's not constitutional. He can't. He can't do anything to you. So what have you had happen? I mean, when when a cop pulls you over and you say to the cop, first, you know, the first thing, I'm sorry you have to deal with this, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't. With all due respect, I don't intend to contract with you or whatever it is it that you say. What's what's the response been like? Well, let, me, in, let me tell you what has happened to me. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I haven't been pulled over yet at all. I have gone to a gun show and been confronted by an officer, and I asked him. I said, well. Uh, you're claiming to be a police officer. Uh, that means you're a public servant. I want to see your um, oath or affirmation. And he walked off. Well, like, so I mean, he's not going to pull that out of his aware. wallet. He right. was somewhat aware that he's in the wrong and because he... He probably didn't have his oath. Are you traveling without uh, government tag or government license? Yes, I am. I'm traveling with... Uh, actually, I have an apostille. What is that? Well, I have filed with the state of Kansas uh, an apostille for my reaffirmation. I have a reaffirmation, which is uh, reaffirming that I am a sovereign. I am not a corporate entity, and it's a it's really an interesting document. So uh, you believe that has resulted in the police leaving you alone? Well, uh, what I believe is, what I was going to tell you is that um, I had, with my with my apostille number that they gave me, that is filed with the uh, District Court of Kansas. I went ahead and filed it with the uh, U.S. District Court. Hang on, I'm going to bring you back. I want to find out what that exactly is all about. More in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free to 800-259-9231 or bring up whatever you want. That's 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where the features are free. And if you like the show and want to support Free Talk Live, then you can become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. You can help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around the country as well as uh, more Internet listeners, bringing them to the show. You can see how we're spending the money and because it's, again, being reinvested. So head over there to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll also learn about the perks you get access to, like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. We're going to go back to Randy for a few more moments here, and we'll continue with the calls. Uh, but Randy wanted to get... 
get a little bit more information. You mentioned you're talking – you're somebody who has begun traveling in your car without a government driver's license, without government uh, a government tag. You're saying you've, uh, you've not been pulled over yet. What's the period of time you've been engaging in this activity? Well, my wife and I just took a wonderful trip from Missouri here up to uh, South Dakota and back. Uh, spent five days up in South Dakota. I mean, is this something you started doing last week, or have you been no, doing it for a year? No, I started doing this about a year ago. Okay, so you've been you've been going. Uh, do you actually have any form of license plate on the car? Yes. What do you yes. What do you What do you have? I had a sign shop make me a license plate that says. Missouri, at the top, my apostille number, big big numbers in the middle, and then on the bottom of that, private. Now it's uh, now this apostille number is some sort of I mean I've never actually heard the word before, but I was googling it a moment ago, and it apparently is some sort of international. It has to do with identification. Of De La Haye, due it, five October, nineteen sixty one, signed by um, I believe it was. President Nixon. And uh, so you yeah, went and you, you got this number from the state of... treaty, our country, that's international law again. That's, that's uh, internationally recognized. That's why we have to, our government has to do treaties with other countries. Now, they always try and do in arounds with our Constitution. But you notice they, you know, when it comes to really following the law, they still do treaties and stuff the way they're supposed to because... International law won't let them do it any other way. They recognize our Constitution. They do not recognize anything else. Okay, well, here's what I don't understand. What was the point in going and getting this apostille number? It seems like you're then sort of bang, bowing down before the government and you're granting them some level no, of no, authority all that's over you. doing is uh, filing with the Secretary of State. Any Secretary of State has the same power. Uh, as the Secretary of State of the United States of America. Now, they're wearing two different hats up there in, in uh, Washington, D.C. So you file for this number, they give it to you. What I did was I made out an act of state claiming a reaffirmation of character and renunciation of attempted expatriations. That's all and very I confusing filed to me. It legally with them so they can, they, so in their law, in their, in, in their game, uh, they have to recognize this because it's an act of state. It was done. Uh, what What is an act of state? What does that mean? Does that mean like you're basically telling them I am the state of Randy? Act, an act of state is uh, you, the master, making a declaration. Hmm. You're you're telling them what. What it is? Yeah, I actually there's similar. Uh, there's a similar concept at thinkfree.ca. It's a Canadian website with uh, Robert Menard. He talks about. He calls it like a, a claim of right, where he basically lays it out there, saying I'm free, and this you know this is uh, how right. I'm free, and all of that. And you're welcome to rebut it within X amount of days. And if you don't, then it stands as true. And there's some debate as to whether or not that's even necessary or something. Well, that, yeah, the further I study this stuff, uh, the further I realize. We don't even need this. If we just start 
knowing the law. Right, just like asking said, questions. We made government. Government yeah. did not create us. We right. created government. Right. If you can if you can sort of view life from that perspective, then you're you started off on the right path. And I thank you for uh, for the call tonight, Randy. I appreciate the uh, the information and the you know the, the the discussion because I find this all confusing and fascinating all at once. I'm not sure I feel, find it any less confusing now though. No, there's always some new thing that somebody else is adding in there. You've got to contact the Secretary of State of where? Well, no, it was like he pointed out there at the very end. There are certain things you learn as you're exploring this idea that may or may not necessarily be uh, be necessary. And as he pointed out, if you can exist in the paradigm that you're the master, that you are above the state, essentially, and act that way, and never step below the state, always asking questions, never being obedient to them, then all of that stuff is is unnecessary, as as he points out. And I think that may be true. And again, the more experimentation we have with this, the better. He says he's been traveling around with no uh, government tag on for over a year. And I think that uh, that bear, that begs for more experimentation. I think we should have a, a Shire plate. I think we should have our own private license plates, basically. And I think we should ex- expand on this and see what happens. But let's go to your calls and talk to Steve in Colorado. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve. Yeah, how are you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I've done five years of research on this right of free travel. I'm sure you guys know who Officer Jack McClam is. I think I've heard the name, but don't know much uh, about it. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, uh, I took back possession of my machine. The machine so being... salvage title. That takes it out of their jurisdiction. This is the, 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 the car, you the mean? The elodial title thing? Yes. How did you do that? It's called a salvage title. Okay. Doesn't that mean that the car's been wrecked? No, it means that they no longer have jurisdiction over it. How does one get a salvage title? You have to find the you have to take the certificate of title to a certain office and give them nine dollars and fifty cents or whatever the fee is. And they'll and just the hand next, it, they huh? just hand it over. Yes, and then they give you the salvage title, which is indeed the title in fact. Because the salvage title isn't a certificate of title, because a certificate of title is really not the title, right? A certificate is a, is a, um, essentially a document saying that the title exists and we have it, and here's a certificate to, to show that we have it. In other words, the certificate of title is registered with the state. Yeah. The de facto state. How is the salvage title different from the manufacturer's certificate of origin? Uh, the, well, the salvage title, I, I, don't, I don't know, but let me go on with my explanation. Okay, go ahead. Then I looked in Colorado Revised Statutes, Title 42, which is Vehicles and Traffic, and found the information on financial responsibility. And I posted a bond according to their uh, regulations. I placed it in the record and got certified copies out. And then I went to Office Max and I had a tag made up with the uh, receipt number for the bond that I had placed in the record. And that I fly on the back of the machine. How long have you been going about this? Um, Oh, it must be three years. Have you been pulled over yet? Yes, I have. And what happened? Oh, they turned me loose. What did you say? Pardon? What what was the conversation like with the the cop? Well, first of all, uh, when he turned on his lights, I... Hold it, you know, it's it's a vessel now, it's not a vehicle. 
Okay. I uh, turned to the right. I secured the, the vessel. I pulled the ignition out of the uh, key out of the ignition, threw it on the floor, got out of the car, and locked the door and closed it. Now I spent 30 minutes in the back of a cruiser, handcuffed behind my back. Mm. All this information that I just explained to you is posted right above the vessel identification number uh, on the dashboard, the windscreen. And I pointed that out to him, and he went, and of course, they handcuffed me, took all my personal possessions out. And, of course, they wrote me a ticket, but they didn't write me a ticket for no driver's license, no proof of insurance or uh, license plates. And I sent that back to him within 72 hours. And uh, we exchanged a few letters, uh, but there's no uh, warrant out for my arrest. And they didn't get my signature. Interesting. And why did they let you out of the, the back of the police car at that point? Well, because uh, they had no jurisdiction. Now, when you sent back the letter, you were you asking for them to show you proof of claim, to show you that you had actually agreed to their their silly little rules? Was that where you, where you were coming from with that? Well, um... I sent the ticket back within the allotted 72 hours allowed by law. Mm -hmm. uh, and they didn't have my signature. So there's no contract implied or expressed. Interesting. And uh, they haven't bugged you since then, huh? No, they can't. Where can people go to learn more about what you did? Because there's so many different ideas out there, and people really need to think about these things. Well, a friend of mine said I ought to write a, write a book or something. You should, and if you do, get back in touch with us because people need to know about all this. I thank you for the call, 800-259-9231. There's the lack of uh, a, a good clearinghouse for this information. You notice how he didn't call it a car or an automobile um, or a motor vehicle because apparently they believe that those are legal terms. Hour 3 is coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want as we launch here in hour number three of the program. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That number again is 1-800-259-9231. As we start things out by going to your calls, Richard is on the line in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Richard. Richard in Missouri? Oh, perhaps I got the wrong call. Let's try Steve in Colorado. Hello, whoever this is. There's somebody there I heard. Yes, hello. Hello, who this is this? Richard in Missouri. Hey, Richard, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, you were talking about the uh, whether the United States was a corporation or whether it had each state had its sovereignty. Well, I know so, the United. I'm pretty sure the United States uh, government is a corporation. That I'm I'm pretty certain of. We were just sort of generally talking about the whole idea that sovereign people created the government, and then the government created these uh, corporate entities to interact with. It's kind of a fascinating theory. I don't know how true it is, um, but yes. Uh, but but yes. what I'm saying is, it's a matter of simple punctuation. Okay. If, if you put a dash between United and States, each state maintains its sovereignty. When you take that dash out, it becomes a corporation. And a the, dash? Uh, I don't, you, I'm know, not, you know, hyphen. A hyphen. Yes. I've never seen the, the United States written as, as a hyphenated word. Yes, it should be, though, because each state is united together. They, that gives you the, uh, be, to be a sovereign state within itself. 
and you can have succession that's back with the Civil War, and the Masons, most of the founding fathers were Masons, and Eastern Star uses a pentagram for their symbol. And uh, now we are really off into the world of the bizarre, I must yeah, say. Like now I'm. That, What's the relevance? But my, of my all little this? skeptical alarms getting ready to 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 to, to sound the klaxon uh, here. You know, at least with the discussion we were having last hour, the relevance was to discuss how sort of these corporate concepts could be used to free oneself uh, from the control well, of the you, state. What is it that you're getting English at? Te- ask any English teacher what that hyphen means. Okay, well, I don't have an English teacher handy, so we'll uh, we'll just have to take your word for it. Was, was there a point to what you were getting at, sir? Yes, each state has its individual sovereignty. It's supposed to, as I understand it, but... They certainly don't act like if it. The, if the hyphen was in there, they would have in, law, in a court of law. If the hyphen was in where, though? I mean, what do you, what do you mean Between by that? Between the United and States. Hyphen state. But where would you... I mean, what, what when someone just writes that word, then all of a sudden it brings back sovereignty? That doesn't make any sense. That's the way it should have been written to start with. I see, but it's too late now. I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. A lot of incantations going on here. You know, when the wizard writes the writes the spell out incorrectly, suddenly, poof, he's trapped in a magic cell where the uh, demon yeah. tortures him forever. <laughs> do you, you kind of hear it? I right. mean, it's all sort of caught up this. Uh, the, the one gentleman that sounded the most believable of all this, he he still had the, uh, the, the vessel identification badge on the uh, windscreen of... Of, his, of the machine, as right. he, I'm, I'm trying to use the terminology that he he used, right? And so he's put this uh, spell on his car to ward off the cops. Do you hear that? Yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> if you're a sovereign individual, you don't, you don't need, need a stuff. spell, right? You don't need to ward off the cops because you can, in fact, you are a sovereign individual. I would contend, in fact. You weren't, uh, you know, there, there's never been sovereignty in this um, country that there's, you know, it, they, 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 they pay, played some, uh, paid some lip service to it. But in fact, it never existed. The guys with the guns tell us what to do. And the jurisdiction, schmierstiction, I'm going to shoot you if you don't get, you know, if, if you don't follow orders. That certainly is the reality. And I think you're right about that, Mark. I, I've always found the the process and the, as you're saying, the incantations to be very complex complicated and everybody has They're a different story. They're far more story. complicated going to DMV and getting a damn plate. Right. And everybody has a different story as to what they think the appropriate way to do things is. So it's hard to say that one guy's got it right and another guy's got it wrong or whatever. But I did see this video today that Sam uh, from Texas sent me and I forget the name of the show is on YouTube. That's and, useful. Well, sorry. Anyway, it's, if you go to the, uh, the, I think the Free Keen Forum or the New Hampshire Free Forum and you look at some of the threads that Sam in Texas or Sam I Am has posted on, you might find it. But the video was of a guy who has been driving with no government license or registration or any of that stuff out in California for 30 years. He's been doing this since the 70s. And it was just an amazing thing watching the uh, this guy talk about this. I mean, there was no reason to disbelieve his claims. I'm not saying I disbelieve anything. I'm, right. ju- I'm just saying that uh, you know it, it it makes it a little difficult for. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, especially when the, you've got one guy on the phone saying, "Well, I did this and this and that," and we're all very confused about what exactly he did. And then he says, "Well, you ask him where to find out more," and he says, "Well, I should write a book." Great. So there's no way to really find out the same stuff that you've allegedly found out. But I do like what the one guy said about how all the incantations and all that doesn't matter. None of that really matters as long as you can stand up as a sovereign individual and act that way. 
act that way all the time in all of your interactions with these government people. It won't prov- I know for a fact it won't prevent you from being arrested. It won't prevent you from being uh, thrown in the back of a police car. It won't prevent you from spending a night or ten nights or however long in jail. But I do know that there has there is something to be said for for taking that strong position and not allowing them to get your consent to not consent at any point during their activities to not sign the bail form to not sign the tickets and if you feel like you must if they're threatening you with violence then to sign like under duress or all rights reserved or something like that uh Above or underneath your name. Again, there's so many, as you say, incantations and details. Are they important? Are they not important? We don't really know because nobody around here has really been experimenting with these things and been documenting them. Sam in Texas may be one of the first ones to begin to to begin to do it. And so we're really in these this sort of uncharted waters, and I just find it all very intriguing. That's all. I don't subscribe to any particular belief system beyond the belief system that says... People created government. Government does not own you. If you don't want if you don't want government to control you, then you need to start acting like a free person. And there is a chance that if you're acting like a free person or a free man or woman, then those people that don't like that, the government people, may throw you in a cell because of that. So it may result in having your semi-freedom taken away from you. But eventually, if enough people are doing this, then eventually they'll learn their lesson. They'll learn that it costs them to lock people like that up, that they have to How's pay. It cost them? It costs them because the governments that are locking you up, presuming it's not the feds, can't just print out money in order to do so. So that has to come out of a budget from somewhere, and eventually they're going to run out of money, right? Or they're going to have to raise taxes, and that's not going to be too popular. So there is a finite level to which they can take this. They can't go beyond a certain level of, of expending funds. I mean, they could have locked up David in uh, one of – let's talk about real examples of things we know happened here in New Hampshire. We know that David Cruz, one of the activists here in New Hampshire, was driving around with no car registration, and we know they caught him. They pulled him over. They gave him a citation. He showed up in court, and he told them flat out, my purpose here is to cost you money. Now, I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly what he said. But he basically told them that I want to increase your costs of enforcement. He just about said that. I mean, That's you, what he said. You I want certainly to increase. are paraphrasing, but uh, you know, it, was, it was something like that. He said, this is civil disobedience. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not paying your little I'm, – I'm not your right. piggy bank. It was no magic incantation or anything like that. It was just, look, I'm here to increase your costs of enforcement. If you want to arrest me, that, you know, that's your, then it's going to cost you, basically. And they – let him walk out of that court. They suspended the fine, which means he didn't have to pay it unless he got caught for something else within 30 or 90 days or something like that. And so effectively, he walked right out of there and drove home with no government registration or anything like that. They didn't demand that he go and get government registration. They didn't tell him jack squat except, okay, suspended fine. Have a nice day. You're right. You're right. Um, but the the fact that it happened one time, you know, I I don't know that that proves anything. It uh, other than to me, wh- what I saw there when I went was uh, the judge says, "Oh, it's these free state nutballs mm-hmm. um, sitting down <laughs> at, in my court, won't stand up when I come in." God. Yeah. Well, that's part of the consenting. I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with these. That's part of the idea. Nuts. And all I'm going to do is get him out of here and get him moving because the last Good. thing I want to do is give these people some c- coverage in the newspaper. Yeah. That might have been it. Who knows, Mark? I'm just like saying. I, say, that, I don't know. That's I don't the way I see the, it. 
I don't know what the real story is. I don't know what the truth is. I do know the very limited experience we've had has been pretty positive so far. And I think that if we can add to that and we can have more people acting like they're sovereign individuals instead of slaves to the state, not standing when the judge comes in, not obeying their orders, being polite about it, non-cooperative about it. Like I said to the guy that came to ticket me for the couch in my yard, I said, I'm sorry you have to deal with this. The first thing I said... I'm sorry you have to deal with this. I'm sure it's unpleasant. I don't think he much gave a damn what you I, said. Well, he didn't, but I was trying to be nice. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the live streams. We've got a broadband version and a dial-up version, both free for you. Enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. And travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to webex.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx, that's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X dot com. Promo code is 600, and that allows you to start your free trial of WebEx today as we continue with your calls about whatever you want. And we'll go to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? What's interesting, I was listening to the discourse about sovereignty. I think you guys have to come up with a workable definition. And I think if you look at Black's Law Dictionary... You'll get sort of one that's in common usage right now, at least in the United States and in uh, you know the United Kingdom. But if you look at the notion of sovereignty, the notion of individual sovereignty sort of occurred after the Magna Carta, when those nobles and lords decided to take power and define their freedoms from the sovereign. If you look at the evolution of egalitarian sovereignty, you'll be reading the works of Rousseau, The Social Contract, and Montesquieu's uh, work on uh, the polis or you know, politics. Uh, I think when you understand that in the context of the American Republic, as a constitutional republic, not a monarchy, then those issues that seem so troublesome to you when the callers will sort of evaporate. And until that's done, it's just going to be, you know, endless uh, sort of uh, a little bit of discussion back and forth without any real knowledge or, you know, defining or understanding. And that's what I would recommend. But listen, getting back to my call the other night about uh, the notion of the mark of the beast and having a cashless society, if you look at Milton Friedman's writing, he'll state that a monetary supply is controlled and kept in check by the markets and their activities. And he would go on to say that there are hundreds of economists that spend their waking hours worrying about the money supply in circulation, how much of that will be put into investments and financial instruments, and how those will be structured. Mm -hmm. If you have a totally cashless society controlled by central banks then you will not have any way to have a check and balance on that. It will be ultimately the central bank will tell you, yes, this business is doing well. No, it's not. And I would assume when that will happen, you won't have the competitive 
uh, edge that capitalism seems to have at this present time. Well, first Mark, of all, we don't have capitalism right now. What we have, Frank, is a mixed economy. There is, this is not a capitalist country. And beyond that, I don't Correct. understand I why you think was. there's something significantly it different between, Frank, market, I don't know why you think there's anything significantly different between the central bank printing money versus the central bank just increasing zeros and ones in a computer somewhere. Mostly that's what they do. Because there's a check and balance with the financial markets and the financial institutions and the banks and the accountants and all that stuff. When that disappears then, you will not have a check and balance, and then you will be at the mercy of the central banks, and ultimately... Everyone's already at the mercy of the central bank, Frank. I think think what you don't understand is everyone is already at the mercy of the central bank. They can print out as much money as they want, and they can also increment zeros and ones in a computer as much as they want as well. Yes, they can. The central bank can do that for a country, and then the other countries and trading partners can decide to devalue the currency, to define it as worthless and use their valuable currencies and purchase properties and items within that Yes, but those economy, are all central banks which, as well, which Frank. Which is what happens. But what I'm going to say is this. It's a brave idea that Walter Riston had explained to me about 20-some years ago, who was one of the great presidents of uh, Citibank. And if you think about it, it's a totally revolutionary idea and concept. You can't hear it and immediately do a discourse 10 seconds after. You have to think it through. I don't need to think anything through, Frank. I'm against the central bank, so, I mean, I'm done there. Thanks for the call. Think about this. All right, that's enough for tonight. Call tomorrow. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'm sure that there's some uh, economist out there listening to the program that can, can call in and effectively rebut what Frank is saying, but it seems like all of his fears already have manifested. The the central bank is already pretty much unaccountable for its for its actions, and it can print Wait, out. I don't understand and, why an economist can't track um, the you know can't track the monetary you know the, the money's not real if, if it's not in in currency form. The vast majority of our money isn't in currency form. Yeah, like ninety. I don't understand why they percent. couldn't couldn't track it anyway um, using computers. That's what they're using now. Right, he's saying everything will break down because uh, paper currency goes away? As you say, Mark, paper currency is more of a trinket these days than anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's... So, sorry, Frank. Let's continue. Sam in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hey, good evening, hey, gentlemen. Sam. What's on your mind tonight? I've, I've heard you guys talking about the court experiences and so forth, and there's a couple things I wanted to point out um, about that have happened to me. Uh, at one point going into the trial in Plano, um, the question of who I was. I, I brought it up. I don't remember exactly how I brought it up, but it did come up. And the judge asked me, I mean, it, everything came to a screeching halt at that point. And he asked over and over again for my full legal name. He said, you know, are you Sam Dodson? Mm-hmm. And I would ask a question like, um, uh, are you asking about the person that, you know, I'm right here? And he would not even acknowledge that and just kept asking. I mean, this went on for like seven or eight rounds uh, until I I asked him, you know, what are you going to do if if I don't identify myself? He said, well, then we'll call the trial off, and uh, that, that'll be it. So, I, you know, Mark, maybe he was just trying to keep me um, from getting off into some, you know, rabbit hole or whatever. But at the same time, I, I think there's some validity to this, to all of these contracts that we enter into. I mean, you go to the government and you ask them for... Uh, to keep your car title and take that over, you ask them, you do a contract with them to get one of their driver's licenses, you go to them to uh, title your house for you, you ask them for a social security.
630 number. Uh, you re- do another contract when you do voter registration. Mm-hmm. There's selective service for some people. And, uh, you know, I think all of these relationships allow them to possibly uh, get away with a lot of things that they do um, that they do out in the world. I, would, I wouldn't disagree well, with it's, that. It's not just those contracts because most people don't know what they're getting into, so the contracts are really invalid because there was never a meeting of the minds. It's just that people presume... I don't know if that's true, Ian. I, I think they're... they're I, I don't understand exactly what they're doing, but I think um, the UCC uh, universal contract code is is coming into play here, and by not... Um, disputing anything or, or by signing into it. In the Constitution, there's unlimited power to contract given to the people. And I think the government knows that. They don't tell the people that anymore. And people are exercising their unlimited right to contract uh, without really knowing it and understanding what they're doing. I agree with you. Uh, t- actually, the Uniform Commercial Code is uh, is what it is. It's kind of an interesting uh, interesting oh, yes. document. But people are getting into these agreements without realizing fully what they're getting into. That doesn't mean they're locked into them forever. It doesn't mean that they've made a, a tr- an, un, um, a, a, an unrepairable mistake. Hang on, Sam. 800-259-9231. Because you didn't know what you were getting into, you can still be free. You just have to choose it and hopefully more and more people will begin to make those choices more on the way it's free talk live our archives website and podcast will continue to stay free but if you think other people deserve to hear this show consider becoming a free talk live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com help free some minds visit amp.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And uh, those features also, by the way, include the bulletin board system. With over 375,000 posts, there's a lot to talk about. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. I've been taking this uh, diet pill Dexy 20 for going on a month now, and I lost somewhere in the neighborhood of four pounds, and uh, it's working out real well for me, and I haven't changed anything. I don't change uh, you know, how much I want to eat. I haven't uh, been exercising more. Nothing but taking this pill, Dexy 20. It's working for me. It can work for you. Lose weight the easy way. Dexy 20. You can get it at uh, most major drug stores, Walgreens, CVS, GNC, um, and you can get it at diet.freetalklive.com. As we continue, back to Sam in Texas on the amp line. Sam, uh, continuing your thoughts from earlier, go ahead. Sure. You were talking about um, contracts, and there must be a way to get out of them. And what that is is a term called remedy. Uh, now, the people, this is, I'm really just learning this and starting to understand some of this stuff. Sure. But from what I understand, uh, remedy in the UCC is in the first book. Uh, it's 1 207. They've and changed, what, actually, they've changed that as I understand it. The, 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 the Patriot sites will cite that a whole lot, and they either haven't been updated in a long time or they're just trying to misdirect people because, it's my understanding, they changed it to a different section of like 308 or something like that. But what, the numbers don't really matter. What's the, uh, the content? Well, the idea is you sign without prejudice, which means you can't be entered into any contracts unknowingly. You're, you're reserving the right to cancel any contracts that you haven't entered into you know, voluntarily and knowingly. Um, so 
I don't know. People are saying they put that on their driver's license, and then it, it means the government can't contract with them or they're allowed to refuse the contract. Who knows? There's people, like you say, trying all different areas of this. Um, well, the idea but, about, uh, from what I understand about remedy, is that all law must have remedy. There must be a remedy in the law. I don't think it's law, Ian. It's, it's contracts. Statutes or, or contracts or whatever or whatever it is the government deals with. I guess it's not laws or statutes or whatever, but there must be remedy uh, in, in law just in general as a concept. And these are things that people can get out of, but it doesn't require a magic incantation. And if it's my understanding that uh, the, the under duress or, or without prejudice or under protest or all rights reserved, those things can be useful if you're being coerced into signing a contract with the government people. Uh, but otherwise, you can just, as uh, the caller earlier was suggesting, simply stand on principle and let it be known that you're sovereign and that you don't consent to to their being uh, to their them ruling you. And I know that there's a discussion going on over at the Free Keen forum on the person thread where we're talking about different uh, different techniques that people could use in court. And one of the suggestions has been that since your time is valuable, they can't just steal your time from you. I mean, that's what most bureaucrats do. When you encounter a bureaucrat, they're going they're going to start sucking away your time. They're going to try to suck away your money, and in many cases, they may just just suck away your freedom. Uh, uh, but it's it's usually a losing situation. But what if you were to tell the bureaucrats, you know, I don't real, I'm not really interested in your offer, but whatever it is that they're coming out you with, uh, a ticket or a courtroom or wherever they're uh, assaulting you, I'm not really interested in your offer, but I would be willing to continue entertaining your offers uh, for you know if you if you'd pay me a an ounce of platinum every single hour, payable in advance or something like that. You know, so that's to, exactly what I've done uh, in the the two traffic tickets that I'm taking through the courts is the when I went to pretrial last time the judge didn't let me ask my questions even though you know he said he was going to he entered a plea without my consent or without my understanding mm -hmm. of uh, not guilty and said a, a jury trial but I've already shown him a check and said look I want to plead guilty here's the plea it says in the plea that all pleas have to be entered knowingly willfully and voluntarily and then, so I, w I have these questions. I want to make sure I understand that I'm doing this and fulfilling this requirement that is in thousands of, uh, of you know, different case laws that are out there. And uh, so I put in a notice of abatement, which basically nullified his order, is what I think it, it has done. And it says, you know, I'm Sam Dotson. Now, these documents that you've sent me bear a likeness to my name, but it's not my name. This is me. I, I don't deny anything. I just say this is me, kind of thing. Now, if uh, right, if that looks like, like my name, mistake, but it's in all caps. Yeah, right? exactly. And I always spell my name in upper and lower case. So, if this is a simple mistake, just go ahead and correct it. And if it is really me you're looking for, correct this and uh, send it back to me with my proper name. Now, if you want to place this order, my bill rate's three twenty-five an hour, and I'm going to need a five thousand dollar retainer. <laughs> so, go ahead and send that back with uh, with your order. And I'll be happy to come in and, and enter this plea knowingly, willfully, and voluntarily. Yeah, I like the idea. <laughs> I like the idea of asking for the money up front because we know these people can't be trusted. So we can't bill them later on, or they're never going to pay it. Not that they'll pay up front either, but it's kind of an interesting approach. And you've actually gone ahead and and sent that in at this point. I filed it yesterday. Yeah. Or yeah, yesterday. Now, I like how you use the term notice. And, and remember, um, when we've talked to Sam in the past in his various different courtroom situations, he's tried to file motions with the court and has been surprised that they've just all been batted down. And that's because a motion, as I understand it, is essentially asking for permission. You're essentially asking for a favor oh. from the court, right? 
Not exactly. You're 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 telling the court you want to move it. So you're telling you're instructing the court. I want you to accept this um, as relevant case law. So there's certain decisions they their rules say they have to make. Uh, there's certain things. Basically, the court is there just to kind of sit back and do what the two uh, parties to the, or all the parties to the dispute tell it to do. But by filing a motion, but, you're essentially playing their game. You're playing in their system, whereas if you give them a notice, then it's you just telling them something. It's you delivering them information that they, they need to know about you, right? Yeah, and, and what I, then I ended the uh, offer. It, what it is is really an offer. Mm-hmm. And the way I ended the offer was um, to say, you know, I've given you 72 hours to respond. If I don't hear a response from you, I'll assume that you accept this offer and that no contracts exist between us or something close to that. Right. And the no is supposed to mean something. It means that there is a no contract between us, like I've refused to accept it. So, I, again, I don't understand all this, but I'm trying it. I'm, I'm capturing it on uh, film and uh going to make an interesting story. Okay, cool. Well, uh, keep us up to date as to what that happens. That much is, is certainly true. I wonder about all the rest of this stuff, but it will make an interesting story. So you sent this uh, notice to them when? Uh, it was yesterday that I filed it with the court. And uh, oh, Did you hand deliver it? Yes. Okay. Then, and then I, that way I got my copy. Now, when I got back, I, was, I said in there in the record of service that I would be faxing it to the prosecutor's office. Mm-hmm. I faxed it, and they turned the machine off in the middle of it, and then rather than ringing to the fax machine, it goes to voicemail hmm. weird. after hours. So apparently they turn their fax machines off when they're not actually in the office. Gotcha. I like the idea of hand-delivering it. That way nobody can say we lost it in the mail or something like that. Uh, but certainly if you're going to mail something like that, you want to make sure it's done trackably and it, you can verify that it was delivered. But I love the idea of just of just handing it over to them. That way you can absolutely be certain that uh, that they received it. Yeah, I brought my camera in, and then I also had a second copy that I had the court clerk stamp to show that it was delivered. Cool. Let us know what happened, Sam. Appreciate the call tonight. Hmm. Again, just experimenting in this bizarro world of government legal land where there's so much we don't know because, you know, we're not lawyers. We don't know how to speak their language. They've got their own language. I don't think lawyers know what you're talking about here either. This is hocus pocus. What's hocus pocus? You know, just to to think that these people with the the guns that -hmm. have been telling us what to do for so long are really going to just lockstep in line when you say, oh, whoa, sovereign individual here, contracting, wait a minute, I'm sending you a notice. Well, you know, I've, got, I've got a piece of paper here that says that you've got to pay me $5,000 for every hour that we interact, and I better have it, otherwise we can't interact. Sorry. Goodbye. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you're saying on. it's hocus-pocus, but who knows? Maybe it's all true. Have I mean, fun. Because the legal land I mean, is I, a bizarre, strange world, Mark. That I'm, does I'm not... interested in what's going to happen. I, I am highly skeptical. Well, you know, here's another little uh, little tip for you or experience. Remember when I went and met with the city manager? Yeah. Well, Kat Canning from the Keen Free or the uh, New Hampshire Free Press actually took the time to transcribe some of that meeting and post it over at nhfree.com on the forums. And the very first sentence out of his mouth after my uh, my first question that I asked him was, "Well, I'll just give you the answer that I would give to a person." And I didn't really catch that when he was saying it to me in reality. We'll explain that in a moment. Free talk live. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. And that's where you'll see a whole bevy of different things that you can do. Most of them are completely free, and the rest of them are pretty low cost to help Free Talk Live get into more ears across the world. So go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn about that. We'll continue here with the phone calls in a moment. Just I said I would explain a little bit more about what I was talking about, where uh, we're talking about this bizarro realm of legal land, which is intended to be confusing. And boy, are we confused. We don't know quite exactly what to do about it all, but we're trying different things. We're experimenting with different theories out there about, you know, what is really the truth behind the government? Is it really a voluntary organization and the men with guns are just there to scare you into volunteering into it? Or are they really a group of men with guns that will just hurt you no matter what and they don't care about your your consent? I I'm, I tend to believe it's the latter, that it's just a, vol- a violent group of people. But what if the first part is true? What if you can really successfully opt out of the system? What if it's true, the first uh, thing that says, in the, for instance, the New Hampshire Constitution, that government is by the consent of the governed? What would it take to find all that out? Well, there's, there's certainly, we're, we're, as I say, we're going to experiment with it. But there was a piece of evidence, Mark, that, uh, and somebody could just blow this off. In fact, I thought to myself, It was just, you know, he just accidentally misspoke or something. But I was having a meeting with the city manager here in Keene, New Hampshire, wherein I wanted to ask several questions about the nature of government. And one of, and my first question that I had for him when I when I got to the point of asking the first question, the question was factually, what are the city of Keene and the state of New Hampshire? And his first sentence in response, and I didn't notice this when I watched the video, and I didn't notice it when I was there in person, but the uh, the first sentence, now that I'm reading the transcript, was, I'm just going to give you the answer that I would give to a person. Now, like I say, could have been a slip of the tongue, could have just been the way he wanted to phrase, the, maybe the concept he meant was, I'll give you the answer I'd give to anyone. I'd give you the answer to... You know, the, the, this supposition that every bureaucrat has been sworn He's in the, the city secret manager. cabal... He's the city manager. Where, you don't get to be he... the manager by not knowing God, anything, right? This is such I, nonsense. I wouldn't expect this from, you know, the average bureaucrat that's collecting checks down how, at the How high does one have to get office. in? I mean, at what, at what level of uh, a mason does one have to be in order to find out the secret know. bull crap? I don't know, but why would he phrase it that way, Mark? Isn't it a weird kind of choice of words? I don't know. Why I'm would you... Why would answer. you miss it when you were there? Why would you miss it when um, on the video and then suddenly it when, just, when it's written know- by Cat Canning, it's there? I might have you noticed missed it, it twice and then suddenly it's there. I might have noticed it, Mark, but it didn't. It wasn't. It didn't stick out as much until I actually read it. Maybe, Maybe just, she misinterpreted what he said. Did no, you go back and listen? I'm sure that's what he said. But did you go back and listen? I didn't. There you go. I don't want to hear about this anymore. Here, I have a I because have an it's email. disturbing to you. I have an email from Brad. Do you really think a murderer could get off by these silly tactics? No, that you're because a murderer about? has harmed somebody else. A murderer has committed a real crime under common law, D- under natural w- w- law. Wouldn't the victims have to bring um, charges at that point? Then, when was the last time that happened? The state picks up charges all the time. Would you want them to? Sometimes you get guys get way off track, and then you stay there for the whole show. A better tack would be to change the law, not ignore it. Government does not have a role to protect our liberties. That's well, of course somebody's going to tell me to work within the system. I mean, that's what people always Our advise. founders did form a government, didn't they? It's called a government. It governs. That's, I mean, that's, that's what it does. Yeah. 
I see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, it governs, I'm not man. suggesting that people would be able to get out of murder charges, Mark. We're talking about non-violent crime, so-called consensual crimes, crimes where there is no victim. And in those particular cases, if there's no victim, there is no crime. And a lot of this stuff has to do with pointing that out in the courtroom, pointing out there that one of the approaches that Sam was taking was to point out, well, where there's a conflict of interest here. First of all, there is no accuser. It's The, the accuser is the state. Well, what is the state? Factually, what is the state? It's nothing more than a corporation. It's nothing more than a fantasy. It's a file folder. So of I agree. course we're not talking about getting people out of murder. That's a real crime. Rape is a real crime. Destroying property is a real crime. But all the rest of the stupid government uh, statutes aren't. Putting something in a milk bottle, not a real crime. Illegal puppet show, not a real crime. Walking through the park at 6 in the morning, not a real crime. See what I'm talking about? There's a you know, difference there. I'm just so sick of talking about this hocus-pocus nonsense. We've been talking about it all show long. Look, if you want to see if it's real, go do it. We are doing it, Mark, and that's what we've been talking about. So I'm Who's sorry. We? It's so just me and Sam and some of the others that have called in tonight. A to, couple of to people here in issue. New Hampshire. Great. Let's go to, have your own little show with them. We're talking to thousands of people here. That's right, and I'm trying to encourage thousands of people to uh, to not obey the government and to start non-cooperating, and, and this is part of it. Understanding that you are a sovereign individual and you're not a slave is part of it. If you believe that you're subservient to the government, you'll never be able to get this. You'll never be able to rise above See, this them. is the thing, though. If the slave says, I'm not a slave... Somebody comes out and beats the crap out of him. I understand, Mark. That's why people are people are scared. I understand you're you're expressing your fear that there are scary men with guns that might hurt you or put no, you in a cold jail cell. I'm expressing my annoyance at having to talk about this for three. You're hours. the one who keeps, who's keeping on talking about it. You're the one who brought up an email. I mean, I was going to go on with the phone calls, and you're the one that continues the discussion. Please, we continue with uh, by your all calls. Means. And we talk to John in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Uh, hi, this is John, the uh, person, not the corporation. What's on your mind, John? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the, cent the central bank, but I, I, I figure I also want to tie into what, what Sam was talking about. For as far as I can remember back, and I've been watching the Fed for a long time, every time they go before the Congress to testify, they always begin with this canned statement which says the Federal Reserve Act was created uh, by Congress uh, under the authority, the constitutional authority, to coin money and regulate the value thereof. And I always thought, you know, this is really weird. They appear every six months and read the same statement, you know, we're constitutional, we're constitutional. Mm -hmm. And in a way, isn't that sort of like what Sam's talking about, where they're giving notice? They're giving notice in a way alleging, you know, we're constitutional, and, and because nobody in Congress is, turns around and says, no, you're not, it's just accepted. Well, I think it's, it's sort of like that, but it's sort of validation, too, you know, um, in, in the sense that but just... They're making a statement, an assertment. Right, you know, they're asserting it. They're constitutional under Congress. All right, nobody, I agree that. I agree with that. that. They're asserting it, and but it's not... I, I think that it's... But in legal land, when you assert something and it goes unrebutted, it's presumed to be true. It's That's my it's understanding. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. Yeah. What else did you have? Anything maybe else? Somebody should, maybe someone should argue with them. <laughs> Well, now, you don't want to necessarily argue. It's my understanding that when you argue with the government, you are essentially entering into conflict with them. And what you want to avoid is conflict. You don't want to conflict with them, and you don't want to contract with them. Whatever it is they say, you can accept it conditionally. You say, I, condition I will conditionally accept that upon proof of you claiming, uh, a proof of your claim, in that you, if you're saying that I am obligated to pay this ticket, then you need to prove to me how that obligation was created. Show me the original instrument that that has my signature on it that that binds me to this obligation 
right, but I'm talking about Congress because they go before Congress and read the statement. Well, nobody right. there's going to challenge any. At that point, you're just talking about Ron Paul, you know, and uh, he's got to deal with a lot of stuff. And good luck. <laughs> Anything else, sir? Right. Anything else on your mind? Uh, no. Thanks, John, for the call. Appreciate it. Andy in Michigan is on the line. You're on Free Talk Live. Andy. Hey guys. Hey, Andy. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was going to talk about politics, but this is uh, I'm going to torture Mark a little bit more. Yay. <laughs> it's only another three minutes. Go ahead. Well, I think we're looking at this from the wrong end. If, if we just got everybody to understand that the government can make all the laws they want, but we don't have to hold the people responsible for them, then, then we'd be all set, wouldn't we? What do you mean we don't have to hold the people responsible for them? I don't understand. If we all understood how justice was out in this system, we would all go, sign up however we could, get on juries, and either hang them or find these people not guilty. And enough of that, and the legitimacy of the government is just, you know, it's obvious to everyone at that point. Well, how come nobody's going to jail for all this stuff the government says is wrong? Because the people don't agree with the government. Yeah, I mean, if the people stand up on their own two feet and 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 make it clear that they're not going to consent to this anymore, then the government has no more power. They, the only they reason they, they have power... Have to do, they don't, no, 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 no. They don't have to do all that. All they have to do is sit in a jury box... Yeah, but you can't get on the jury box. Whoa, 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 decide whether, there's, whether or not there's a victim, and if there's no victim, then... Not guilty. The only problem with that, though, and I support it completely. In fact, I'll be out doing jury nullification outreach on Monday here in Keene. Uh, but I, so I support the idea completely. It's just the issue is getting on the jury. That's the tricky part. And staying well, on. That's it. why. That's why the outreach is important because you know not everybody's going to be on the jury every day, but you know somebody's got to be. I thank you for the call tonight, sir. Appreciate hearing from you. I understand, Mark. The uh, the discussion is is apparently frustrating to you because you're scared. The men are scary. They do violent, scary things. But it's time we got over our fear and moved towards freedom, standing up like real free I men. I see would. practical stuff. This doesn't seem practical to me. Saying no and non-cooperating focus, focus. is practical. See you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.